Do you ever wonder how we got here? Welcome to the Battle Science Podcast, the Pokemon Go PvP Podcast, where we Okay. 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 A Pokemon Go PvP Podcast, where we talk about Pokemon Go and all the things within the game and outside the game that relate to Pokemon Go PvP. I am one of your hosts, Steven, aka A Boy in the Woods, joined as always by my co-host, Jesse, aka Rocket Admin Jet. That's me. <sighs> We're here. It's it's six twenty. Dang. This that's a poor joke on four twenty. I'm gonna stop. Uh it's August. Holy cow, it's August. We're Oh, dang, we're almost halfway through August, too. Yep. This is... Uh, where is it going? This is... Is this the, this is the first episode of... This is the first episode of the month. What is going on? Oh, my goodness. Holy cow. What's the date? It's the 10th. Podcast goes up on the 13th. Friday the thir- 13th. Crap. <laughs> is Umbreon a cat? Is it a black cat? It's a fox, but sure. I don't like this. Mm, I don't like it. Someone dispel all of the negative energy. I don't know. I'm actually not super incredibly superstitious. So I don't know. Where am I going with this? Caffeine. Caffeine has made me do all of this. It was. <laughs> Brought to you by caffeine. Delicious. The that legal was drug. One of the things I was thinking about. This episode of the Battle Science Podcast is brought to you by water. Uh, it is, like I said, August 10th, 2021. Podcast listeners will be listening to this the weekend between the 13th and the 15th, fingers crossed, or you're listening to it in the future. Welcome from the past. <clears throat> this month of August, we have wonderful, wonderful Patreon producers. You can become a Patreon producer by going to patreon.com slash battle science and backing us at the $5 tier or more. This month, for the month of August, we have Dolphin93, Winston the Champ, Jmar, and a brand new Patreon producer. <laughs> Evo Stevo. I think it's 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 probably still Stevo, even though Stevo has a three in it. It's Leet Speak. But Still, probably Stevo. Stevo? Stevo. I'm trying here. You're trying. <laughs> trying too hard. <clears throat> Thank you to our wonderful Patreon producers. You can join. You random listener, Todd. Todd, if you're listening, you we can become. You, Todd. You can become a Patreon producer, just like Evo Stevo has, for the month of September. You go to patreon.com slash battle science and back us at the $5 tier or more. That gets you 
all of the podcast content before it goes up on podcast services around the globe and youtube.com slash just imagine uh, the insert URL here. Yes. Um, <laughs> alphabet soup noodles just spilling out of my mouth, forming the URL of YouTube. Again, follow us uh, or subscribe to us. You don't have to click that bell on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to us over on YouTube. Just search up Battle Science. Subscribe. We're trying to get to that 100 so we can get youtube.com slash Battle Science. Um, Patreon backers at a dollar or more. So Patreon producers and everyone else that backs higher or lower. You can get the Battle Science podcast two days before podcast services. Even further ahead of... What was it? Spotify. If Spotify is being a goofball and delaying <laughs> the episode. <laughs> like we had to experience last week. This last, this last episode. Took them a couple days. So Patreon producers can get it even sooner than Spotify listeners. If you back us on Patreon, you also get the Patreon exclusive. Do you listen to us on Spotify? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Take that, Jesse. You can also get the Patreon exclusive Battle Science After Dark podcast which we will be recording August's episode next week, I believe. Yes. We'll be talking about... D&D! Dungeons and Dragons. Our experiences with Dungeons and Dragons and all that fun stuff. Um, Feel good board game night. Yes. And let's see. Check us out on all the social medias. As we've done in the last two years... Rounding out our housekeeping here, we are continuing our Extra Life fundraising this year, year number three, extralife.org. Let me get the participant ID 459125. You can search us on the Extra Life stuff, or you can check out the links that should be just about everywhere. I'm going to give it a shot, put it in places. Search us up. Send a couple of dollars. We are thinking about doing some more Extra Life charity tournament stuff. What am I dragging? I'm trying to not unplug stuff with my shoe. Um, another charity tournament, charity stream stuff we'll be doing um, here in the next couple of months. Our goal this year is drastically higher than what it was last year. Our goal this year is $898. That is the complete Pokedex from Bulbasaur all the way to... Is it Melmetal is the final one? Currently, yes. Yeah, Melmetal is the newest and the last. Mm. Hold on. I mean, if you go into Pokemon Go's Pokedex, that's the last one. They haven't officially placed it because it was between Alola and Galar. But the Galar, um, my question is Galar's uh, expansions came out. And so, highest number first. Yes, Calyrex is. Calyrex is the last Pokemon. At 898. Okay. Yeah. What is, happens if you search Mel Metal? Mm, that is a good question. Uh, if I can spell it. M-E-L. Metal. God. Mel. 
Mietel. It's Mil Mietel. Uh, eight oh nine. Okay. So they did put it between the two gens. Yes. So they put it, I guess, before Galar? Which would have been before uh, Grookey, right? Because usually it's the grass that's the first one. Let me see. If we scroll down and we scroll down and we scroll down. Yep. Yes, it is before Grookey. Is after Zero Aura, Meltan, Melmetal, Grookey. Which means that it came in after the Ultra Beast, but before Galar. Yes. Stakataka. 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 Okay, thank you. Anyway. These are whack. These ones are these are whack. Ultra Beasts are gonna be crazy. Yeah. Wait. Especially Guzzlord. Is Marshadow a Marshadow's not an Ultra Beast. It was another uh mythic between Fighting Ghost, that's gonna be whack. Zoro, Zer, Zer, Thundercat yeah. and that thing were between they were featured in Alola mm-hmm. and came out before Galar. Mm. They're like the Meloetta and other mythicals. Neat. Uh, yeah, go check out if you've got a couple of dollars and you want to go donate to our Extra Life fundraising. That goes to Seattle Children's Hospital um, to go help the kids out. Um, We've got some fun stuff planned. Might even do some uh, Unite streams for charity. We'll see what the future holds. Yes, the donation links are live. They have been for a little while. They will continue to be, I believe, up until December 31st, 2021 um, for this year. So, Two big goals for us this year. One, get that subscriber count so we get our own URL for YouTube. Yes. And as always, help the children by donating some dollars. If you can't donate, share us. That's just as good as donating. Share our cause. What if... Don't do something that's going to cost me money. It's going to cost me money. <laughs> what if I said... Okay, For quick For every quick person check. that subs, you donate a dollar? I, I donate a dollar. Let me double check what our... Because <laughs> that's up to $100. Your channel. We have 35 subscribers. So you need 75 we need 75. But let's see. So this will release this weekend. What if we go until every person that subs before, so we'll two weeks, every person that subs before September 1st, I will donate a dollar towards the extra life. That's up to you. It's two I weeks. I think it's a great cause. It's two weeks. So get your friends to subscribe to Battle Science. On YouTube. On YouTube. You're going to have to search us up, Battle Science Podcast. Yeah, or just Battle Science. You'll check out the Battle Science Podcast. Go sub. For every sub we get, I will donate a dollar towards our extra life. Um, let's see. And then in two weeks. Up to 100? Huh? Up to 100, or are you not putting a ceiling? I would say within reason, but I'm not going to put a hard cap. I'm not going to put a hard cap on it. The goal is 100. The goal is to get us to 100 subscribers. How much now, are you willing to pay? Well, how many people are we going to get to subscribe? That's the question. I I will at least go $100. Okay. If we get 135 total by the end, I will at least go that far. Okay. So I just don't want you to go bankrupt when people use bot accounts to register. <laughs> 
again, within reason, there's no it's no solid contract. Okay. There's no solid contract. And this is for so a good cause. It's for a good cause. Um so you're gonna have to tweet this. I'm gonna have to clip this out and tweet this, aren't I? Yes. Uh we gotta hold them accountable. God, man. That sounds like a lot of work to clip this out and tweet <laughs> it. It's in the housekeeping. It's not gonna be that hard. Yeah, that's true. Uh okay. Is that all of that, I think? Yep. Okay. That's all of our, our housekeeping. Uh let's get into the news roundup. Yeah. Uh Yeehaw. Boop. Giddy up now. This is the news roundup. Okay. I think we're oh, I gotta click. Uh where's my stopwatch? Split. Done. Cool. Okay. Timestamp it lol. Uh yeah, at the very end of housekeeping. Um, okay. Ultra Unlock 3. You might have cared who got a burger. You probably didn't, though, because we really didn't get a whole lot of traction on that. To be fair, Hmm. in that image you're showing on the screen, it does show Hoopa. So, Battle Ram was (laughs) technically correct. Battle, yeah, Battle Ram said Hoopa. Well... (laughs) <laughs> what Pokemon is featured in Ultra Unlock 3? Hoopa is the cause, not necessarily the primary feature. This is true. So, <laughs> yeah. Battle Ram, I might just get you a burger anyway. Who knows? For I, being the only person that responded. For, I mean, well, Eric did too. Oh, that's right. Eric said Hoopa as well. I don't know. Maybe I get Eric a burger too. Um I don't know. No one else responded. I also, to be fair, we posted this community question days before Niantic did all of their crazy stuff that we'll get to. We'll get to it. It's going to be spicy. I think for you, I'm going to try and temper my expectations. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to say it here now. I'm not going to go off on crazy rants. I'm going to temper it. I'm sure everyone that's listening They've heard most already. people that have li- I, I'm going to say most people most people that are listening have probably already hid, heard the full kit and caboodle so um, well get on my crazy train because we're heading into the station oh boy choo choo um, get your tickets uh, okay ultra unlock part three will be all about the Galar region now those of you who are unfamiliar with the main series games Galar is sword and shield it's generation eight you might be wondering, hey, didn't we skip a number? You're right. We skipped a number. Alola. Number seven. Number seven. Hawaii, basically. Uh, I even don't know Niantic what to tell you. Even Niantic doesn't like Alola. I guess not. Hoopa, Hoopa <laughs> could have Hoopa could have spawned Alola Pokemon. And they teased us with that promo. I was so ready to get lit with Litten. We will get the Alolan starters and a handful of other Alolan Pokemon by the end of the year. But. I needed to get but, lit with Litten. I mean, honestly, next season, so August is the last month of this season. Yeah. Next month, we could get Alola. I don't think they do that going right back into school for many of the people. Uh-huh. I think, if anything, that's going to be our winter celebration. Maybe. Either that or New Year's. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. But they also seem to like stretching things out, so we might not even be till GoFest next year. <laughs> 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 Sheesh. 
I can't believe that's it. Oh, you're saying that too? That's catching on? <laughs> okay. I'm going to shake my head. <sighs> Man, I'm more boomer than you are. And you're like... I'm the hip boomer. <laughs> you're the hip boomer? Yeah. God. I still can't believe... Like, I just remember being on Jiggly streams like once or twice. And I went off about Rolodexes. And Scientist E was like, what are you talking about? And Jiggly and I were like, dude, Rolodexes? Yeah. We, we had like, those when I worked at McDonald's because the manager was not down for getting a using a phone book or having numbers in his phone book. Mm. He actually had a Rolo- pocket Rolodex. Dude, that sounds tight. <laughs> it was a little yellow tube and you would slide open it and it would spin. That's sick. That sounds sick. So, like, and you carry that around publicly. And he's like, do you remember the number of your friend? No. I do. Pocket protectors and... Pocket Rolodexes. Pocket Rolodexes and pagers and uh, Galar. Um, Koopa's Mischief from Pokemon Go Fest 2021 continues with the final part of our Ultra Unlock event, Part 3, Sword and Shield. No one could have predicted that Pokemon originally discovered in the Galar region of Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield would be making their Pokemon Go debuts. No, because we thought you were going to go in order. They've gone in order before. I, I mean, I guess buck that trend now and keep us guessing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. The final part of this year's Ultra Unlock will feature the Pokemon Go debuts of two legendary Pokemon first found in the Galar region, Zacian and Zamazenta, in their Hero of Many Battle Forms, a.k.a. Uh, they're all right. That's their, for those who might not know, it's their forms that's not on the box art. It's the non-box art forms. It's the basic wolves. Yeah. The un- un- probably wolves. not good ones. Yeah. They, they're all right. <coughs> uh, let's see. It appears that the one who brought them to Pokemon Go was none other than Hoopa, which recently caused mischief during Pokemon Go Fest 2021. Along alongside them, Squovit, Greedent, Wooloo, Double, and Phalanx will be arriving in Pokemon Go. If you're lucky, you might even find a shiny Galarian Mouth, a shiny Galarian Farfetch'd, a shiny Galarian Weezing, or a shiny Galarian Stunfisk. Friday, August 20th, starting at 10 a.m. to Tuesday, August 31st. At 8 p.m. Let me double check those dates and see. Starting on the 20th and going until the 31st. That is a week and a half. Week and a half. Basically all the way up until the very end. Of the month. Of the month. Features. Squovet Wooloo will be appearing more frequently in the wild. You can also look forward to finding Galarian Darumaka, Trubbish, and more. If you're lucky, you might encounter phalanx um <clears throat> i'm gonna read through this and then we're gonna break down typings and stuff um i imagine a number of people have played sword and shield but i also imagine some people haven't so we'll sort of break some interesting stuff down um <clears throat> uh, the following pokemon will be hatching from 7k eggs galarian mouth galarian ponyta galarian slowpoke galarian farfetched galarian zigzagoon galarian darumaka and galarian stunfisk if you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Galarian Mouth, shiny Galarian Farfetch'd, shiny Galarian Weezing, or shiny Galarian Stunfisk. Um, 
if your drinking game has us saying Galarian on it, take a shot. I am sorry. Um, also, uh, please uh, seek help. See below for when some of these Pokemon will be appearing in raids during the event. Uh, the next bullet point here, complete event exclusive timed research for a chance to encounter Pokemon first discovered in the Gala region. Uh, get themed field research tasks from Pokestops. If you complete field research, you may encounter Squovet, Wulu, and or Phalanx. Starting on Thursday, August 19th, uniforms that appear in the Gala region will be available as avatar items in Pokemon Go. Pick up the Gym Challenger uniform avatar item for free, which is worn by Pokemon trainers challenging gyms in the Gala region. Um, they kind of look like soccer uniforms or football, depending on where you are in the U- uh, not the U.S. in the world. Um, soccer kits, I guess. No football kits. Whatever regions. <laughs> um, Costume, basically. Uh, if you want to show off your dragon type or dark type pride, you can purchase dragon type sports uniform and dark type sports uniform avatar items in the shop. So the free plain white with uh, black pinstriped uniforms will be free the dragon type and dark type which i think the dragon type is blue and orange and the dark type is pink and black sounds um, right those will be purchasable I was gonna say there was a there was a dragon type leader but i don't think there was a dark type yeah it's um the rock guy rock and roll dude Oh Pierre. Pierre. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh Marnie's brother. It's just it's just funny because he he's so different than the other gym leaders. Yeah, because he's like not he like you meet him in other points earlier on in the game. He's kind of a sick dude. And then later on, in the like post game quest, like he's like he's so cool. Yeah. He's a cool he's a cool dude. Um <clears throat> you're like, oh he's a dark type gym leader. Like, isn't he like bad? No. Nah, he's a total bro. He's just a he's just a band he's, he's a he's a band guy. He's a to, uh a musician and total big bro moment. It's fantastic. Um probably one of the better story parts in the game. The after story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than I'm the champion, I must go save things. Wait, you're showing up here too? No, you don't need to worry about it. I got this under control. Yeah. Five well, minutes later. The the hilarious thing is the hilarious <laughs> thing is Leon is the champion. Uh, is absolute trash with directions. So the fact that he shows up where trouble is happening is a is a <laughs> absolute miracle. <laughs> he stumbles upon it. If you haven't played the game and you're looking for a mainline Pokemon game to play while all this stuff is going down in Pokemon Go, it's not a bad pickup. Yeah. And also you can st- still get it new or used for a reasonable price versus older games. If oh. you're trying to get older games... Those use prices are like ninety plus but plus dollars and it's dumb. By the way, what? Local GameStop's gone. The one in Issaquah? Yeah. No way. It's closed and everything. Wow. Well, I mean GameStop's been having a hard time anyway. Yeah, closest one now for us is Crossroads. <laughs> I imagine that one's <laughs> gonna close here soon anyway. Yeah, God, that sucks. I was driving around with our friends the other day and I look over and I was like, What what? She, uh, Proto Man's girlfriend's like, yeah, they're gone. They've wow. been gone for a month. Really? I was like, I mean, I'm what? sure rent there's probably not great. Yeah, I actually wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they put one up on the Highlands though. But I would hope so, because you know I was talking with him about it, and it's like 
that's a huge market gone for them because that's everyone east out here. That's the closest thing to a game store. I we mean, have. but but Amazon. Yeah, that's the thing that killed it though. Yeah, Amazon in its own online store. I was actually going through the well, other day. Amazon, its own online store, and uh, digital marketplaces. D- that's the big thing, digital yeah. market. But it's like I almost want to write a letter saying thank you because I went through my f- computer a couple months ago. Every time they had a game release, I took a picture that mm-hmm. we had a th- huge line of people there for. Uh-huh. Pokemon, Halo, um, Smash Brothers. Uh-huh. At some points, we were having LAN parties in the parking lot. Dang, dude. And I have pictures of it. It's we're never gonna have that experience again. What a land party in a parking lot? Well, no <laughs> game Let's release. Do it. Night That's releases true. like that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Sad. It was. Remember that? It was that one picture I showed you, and you're like, "Oh, I know that guy." Do you remember that? Vaguely. When they there was these like three kids sitting there playing Xbox, uh-huh. and there was like a big red container, and there was a TV on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was outside of GameStop. Yeah. Dang. That was at the midnight release for Reach. Dang. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, starting on Friday, August 20th, local time, event-exclusive gift stickers will also be available. Pick them up in the shop or by spinning photo discs at Pokestops and Gyms. Um, are the event-exclusive gift stickers, are they always in the shop? Even no. when it's done? So, wow. After the event's over, they're limited. Well, at least you can have an infinite amount in your bag. You can have 20. Well, 20, but they don't go away. No, they don't expire, if that's what you mean. Yeah. I'm hoping this Candela sticker stays. I think that's gone. I think it was a GoFest thing. You're nodding. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. They don't really tell us. Yeah. <laughs> they don't say, hey, after this event's over, these are going away. Yeah, because I like that Candela sticker. Team Valor represent. Um... I'm surprised they don't just have team generic stickers. Yeah. Oh, the team icons? Yeah. Yeah. That's I weird. would totally dig a Professor Willow. Why didn't they give us a Professor Willow sticker for his birthday? I don't know. It, it's Niantic. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, we complain about stickers enough, but it's Professor Willow. Yeah. Just I give mean, us a thumbs up. I don't know. Week one raids. The following Pokemon will be appearing in raids from Friday, August 20th to Thursday, August 26th. Galarian Slowpoke, Galarian Farfetch'd, Unknown You, Galarian Zigzagoon will be appearing in one-star raids. If you're lucky, you might find a Galarian far- shiny Galarian Farfetch'd or a shiny Unknown You. Galarian Weezing, Lapras, Fallings will be appearing in three-star raids. If you're lucky, you might find a shiny Galarian Weezing. Zacian and its hero of many battles form will be appearing in five-star raids. You can also look out for a raid hour event featuring Zacian happening on Wednesday, August 25th, 6 to 7 p.m. local time. Mega Beedrill will be appearing in Mega Raids. Evolved Mega Beedrill for an advantage against Sassian in its hero of many battles form. So I was, I don't know if we were talking about it in the podcast or we were talking about it off the podcast. If they announce a mega form, if they announce what the mega is. That's right. We did speculate on it. Yeah. If, if you, if they announce what the mega is before they announce whatever event is going on, you can get a reasonable sense as what legendary is going to be around um, yeah, because by looking was... at the type advantage of the mega because the mega is always going to be something that's going to be effective or boost effectiveness against the um the five star the five star which back then that makes sense now cuz it's fairy it's not fairy fighting is in this form it's just fairy yeah and the bug's going to be super effective poison poison you're right sorry it's also not flying 
but it's a which bee. means what was the mega lopunny was the next one i think correct uh pidgeot because it's a fighting that's true yeah because it doesn't get neither of them get steel until they get that item yep held items which we might get maybe maybe i mean this is one that i kind of want to make a bullet point on is it is their base forms they have been adding coding for things such as held items mm -hmm. just because in my mind when i first saw this announcement i was like oh these are going to be trash they don't have the stats that they do with the items mm -hmm. there's a chance that maybe these ones you're getting now might be able to get the items in the future Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. But they also might cheese us and do a whole other separate raid for ones with the item. Yep. So you can raid a couple of them. Don't go too crazy because they also come. They also got to come back with their shiny at some point. Their shinies and their moves. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Behemoth Bash and what's the other one? Sacred Sword. Sounds right. No, that's its. Uh, Sacred Sword's a move that's been in other games. Oh. Um, Is it Behemoth Blade? No, I don't think so. Either way. Uh, I'll figure it out. Um, uh, let's see. And week two raids. Galarian Meowth, Galarian Ponyta, Unknown You, and Galarian Diarmako will be in one-star raids. Snorlax, Galarian Stunfisk, and Phalanx will be appearing in three-star raids. Zamazenta in its Hero of Many Battles form will be appearing in five-star raids. Look out for the bonus raid hour. Mega Pidgeot will be appearing in Mega Raids. Evolve, uh, Mega Evolve Pidgeot for an advantage against Zamazenta in its Hero of Many Battles form. Poor uh, Pidgeot. <laughs> it's still banned. Still banned. Um, it's been almost two months now. They still haven't fixed it. I'm Well, I'm pretty sure they did fix it. I'm pretty sure they darn near immediately fixed the crash bug the crash bug but i mean the buff or the debuff the so they haven't gone back and tweaked that so then it is just too powerful and they just haven't adjusted it correct what are they doing <laughs> you're asking the right questions but to the wrong people mm, i don't know what is going on um is it Zamazenta or Zacian? Which one's <laughs> Sir the... Maximus, I mean. <laughs> it's Burb Jesus. It is Burb Jesus. So, Sir Maximus, I don't know if you heard pre-show, we're going to be doing a beard contest for November. If you can grow a beard. I was looking through social media, and um, JREC Wolf and JR Honda both have, like, High schooler beards. They have like okay goatees, and I'm like, come on, guys, scroll that, scroll that out, scroll that facial hair. <laughs> shot. I mean, they. Shots. I'm pretty sure both of them have significant others that would probably, <laughs> probably have particular preferences. Tell while, for charity. While I am single as a broken Pringle, and <laughs> don't care. I don't care. I can grow out as much facial hair as I want. I can just put on a mask, and no one's gonna bother me about it. JR, um, <laughs> yes, you did. Beard contest, let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, if Bryce is in the running, we're all going to lose because he's like a Wookiee. Really? Yes. TJ? Yes. I don't think I've ever seen him with. It's not just on the face. Oh, I mean, I it, this is a beard. This is this is. I know this is a but facial hair contest. I know, a... but it'll grow up there too. Wait, is hair hair top hair? No, I'm talking. He. His hair grows very lush. Okay. 
He might have the thickness. I mean, as long as he trims, I don't know. I <laughs> this is getting weird. Um, <laughs> Who has the most luxurious, luxurious beard? I'm gonna have to start getting beard oil to win this contest. <laughs> um, yeah. Why is why do I search up Zacian and then Google's like, here's other questions: Is Zacian a boy or a girl? It's like, uh, <laughs> it's a legendary, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter. Uh, What's the move? What are its moves? Uh, So Sacred Sword. Um, No, Sacred Sword. You're right. It is Sacred Sword. I guess so. Unless it has, doesn't it have like a... uh, Are you looking at the base form or are you looking at the powered up form? That's by leveling up. I know. It's Um, not a TM move. But again, are you looking at the base? Form? Behemoth blade. So you're right. Behemoth blade. Okay. Yeah, from form change. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's behemoth blade and, blade and behemoth bash. If Z- Zacian knows Iron Head when it enters battle in its crowned sword form, Iron Head will become its signature moves, Behemoth blade, okay. until the battle ends, where it becomes Iron Head again. Okay. That Is Iron Head in the game? In, in Pokemon Go. Yeah. Yes. Oh, really? I think there's only a handful that know it. I think the one that comes to mind is uh, Leron. Oh, interesting. Because I know it's Metal Claw. This is kind of dope. This is like the... uh, It's like the black and white album art. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow. We still haven't finished the... That's okay. The article here. (laughs) We're being... We have all this other stuff. Um, what's Hoopa up to now? We're not sure, trainers, but we'll keep up our research and report any findings as soon as we can. Until then, look forward to Pokemon originally discovered in Galar coming to Pokemon Go. Um, okay. Do you want to hop to that uh, nice image there? Nice me? infographic here. Yeah. Um, huh. Too zoomed in. Sorry. Uh, control plus. Where's my plus? Um, okay. So appearing in the wild. We have had Galarian Darumaka before. It is a ice psychic? It's just ice. Just ice? Yep. Okay. Versus regular Darumaka. Unovan. Unovan Darumaka. Which is just fire. Which is, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, Zen Mode. Yeah. Zen Mode gives it. Psychic. Psychic. Yep. Um, Which isn't in the game because it's a form change. Correct. Um, so Galarian Darumaka, it's a nice type. I believe it's attack weighted. It's okay. I have not seen it used in PvP. If that tells you anything. I've seen it used in raids. Yeah, it's alright. Okay. Trubbish. We've seen Trubbish before. Um, the new wild spawns. We'll see Wulu, which is a normal type. And it's a uh, evolution double. Also a normal type. It's trying to think of it's kind of like the galarian form of like zigzagoon where it's just a normal type and it has some type coverage as far as moves mm-hmm. but overall it's kind of it's your rattata for that gen yes thank you actually well, i guess technically, that'd be more scoviet squovit <laughs> squovit is a chipmunk it evolves into greedent it's chunky it's also Which... a 
depending on its moves, might be really good for Great League. Exactly. That's the spe- the the that's sort of the we don't have any moves that are able to be these Pokemon aren't in the master file in the master file so as it's basically pure speculation as far as what they're going to get there are good moves that all of them can get i believe both double double and greedon i believe both can get counter yep um the chances of either of them getting counter is incredibly slim though i would say more uh double than scoviet because double is meant to be a physical like ram attacking pokemon mm-hmm. it would kind of make sense the... But if any of them, I think Phalanx is the most likely to get counter because it's actually a fighting type. Yeah, so Squovit and Greedon are both normal types as well. They're built a little bit more bulky. They're, let's see, I think Shadow Claw is another eligible move there. Yeah. And there's a couple of other options. Interesting PvP moves, but yeah. hopefully they don't get the G-Weezing treatment. Yeah, because Galarian Weezing still doesn't have any moves other than tackle for a fast move. And then I think it has like dazzling gleam and toxic. It's uh, I want to say flamethrower. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it has, it has like the dumbest charge move set with just, just tackle as a fast move. So fingers crossed. Play rough and sludge. Yeah. That's it's, I mean, it's (laughs) bad. If it got a different, fast move then maybe I mean, we could see it get charm here poison we could sting would be a good move too i don't think they would give it poison sting they might i don't know it's a poison it's a poison fairy this thing could be absolutely bonkers but its current move set is trash it might as well not even be in the game yeah it's even the shiny's not that great <laughs> It turns it from like a bluish to what? Or no. Um, uh, let's see. It goes from brown regular, brown with green smoke to. No, that is the shiny. Brown with green smoke is the shiny. And then this like gray blue yeah. with green smoke is not shiny? Yes. Ew. That's really not impressive. Um. Yeah. Mm. Oh well. So, um, honest opinion based on what moves they get, Double and Scoviet are both HP based, defense based. They're not attack weighted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scoviet maybe has a little bit more attack, but they might have interesting play depending on what they are for moves. Because of their normal typing, much like other normal types, they can have a very diverse move pool in coverage. So, if I had to take a guess. I'm going to say Double is going to get things like Wild Charge. It might get Flame Charge, which could be pretty cheese depending on what it gets. Um, Zen Headbutt is probably a very likable candidate too. It's a Ram. Think Charging moves. Think Tackling moves. Um, I don't see it getting... I could see it getting Skull Bash. Skull Bash might be an interesting move. Uh, Scoviet might get Bullet Seed. It's known as being the hoarding Pokemon. It's it's just like a chipmunk or a squirrel. Eats lots of berries, hoards food. Um, I could see it getting Bullet Seed. I could see it getting Hyper Fang. I could see it getting Bite or Crunch. Hopefully not the Bite. Um, it could even get really cheesy and get things like Iron Tail. 
but I don't think we'll see a Scobian with Iron Tail. Um, I mean, if you really want to dig into it, I would say check out their move pools on Bulbapedia. I know that there are breakdowns, but I don't remember who did them. It wasn't PV Poke, was it? Maybe. I know that somebody put information up. Let me go back into our uh, Twitter likes and see if we liked an article on these. You want me to cover the next part? Um, e- Yes. Just break down. Actually, tell me about Phalanx. Do you know Phalanx. what you know about Phalanx? So Phalanx is an interesting Pokemon. It's five or six Pokemon. I can't remember the exact number that makes up one. It's a team Pokemon. Uh, think of it like military. You've got the one that's in the front that's the captain, and the other ones fall behind. In the games, it doesn't evolve. It's an interesting Pokemon because it's a, like a platoon Pokemon, I guess I think is what it's called. Kind of looks like a centipede. Or what's the... Are you thinking Wiggler from Mario? Yes. Yeah, it looks a lot like Wiggler. Um, it's a fighting type Pokemon. It specializes in defense over offense, I believe, the last time I checked. I never used one. I caught it and got it registered to the text. Ken's not wrong in that image, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... I never used it, but from what I remember in the main series games, it's a fighting type. It's going to get things like counter. That just makes sense. Um, I don't think we'll see it get things like cross chop because it doesn't really have arms. It's a little these little stubby guys with shields and helmets. Um, it could be weird and get things like rock slide, but that's... I'm afraid that it's going to have a rare uh, spawn rarity of dragons or of uh, what's the one we've been seeing lately? Uh, little bug guy. Help me out here. The bug that's as rare as dragons. Oh, uh, Swaddle. Swaddle. Thank you. I hope it doesn't have the same rarity as Swaddle, but you never know. Mm. And you're thinking. Um, Phalanx might have that. That rarity of spawn, I'm hoping not. Um, yeah, it might. Okay, we're too far. Does anyone have... No, we po- we probably posted an, an article in general. So, the new shinies debuting in this, as you've mentioned, are G-Stuntfisk, G-Weezing, Galarian Meowth, and Farfetch'd. The one thing that they don't really mention in the article, well, they kind of do, is every new shiny that's available is also behind an egg or raid wall. Yes. It's either eggs or raids. Uh... So the ones... Let me look at the list here real quick to see where the differences are. Uh... It looks like everything that comes out of eggs is also going to be in raids, from what I'm seeing. Yes. So you can either hatch eggs or do raids. Uh The only things that are going to be spawning in the wild from Galar that are exclusively Galar so far are Wulu, Squovit, and Phalanx. And uh, Galarian Dyromaka, which we've already seen. Right. Premium to this event, though, is Scovit, Wulu, and Phalanx. Yep. Um, let's see. So Greedent, so actually, so Stadium Gaming has 
um, Ghost Stadium has an article up on these Pokemon with breakdowns as far as what they have um, stat-wise and move-wise from the Core Series game. So I'm going to bring this up on the stream here. Um, so Greedent. A handful of potential fast moves. What you're looking for here, fingers crossed, is counter, bullet, seed, and mud shot, which are great potential options. Yeah. We're going to be lucky to get one of those here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, potential charge moves that it can get that are going to be great. Body slam, payback, earthquake, crunch, superpower, seed bomb, wild charge. Yep. Um, I go see seed bomb. Yeah, seed bomb's probably one of the only ones that we like are probably going to get. Um, maybe earthquake. Body yeah. slam, maybe. Body slam would make it a bit much. Yeah. Especially um, with that stab for it. It's stats, medium CP with a defensive stat distribution. Good for great and ultra league. Um, high HP stat and a low speed stat in the main series games. Pushes it, pushes down its attack and defense stats in Pokemon Go relative to its HP. As a result, Greedent should be fairly bulky in both great and ultra leagues with a huge HP stat. Its stat distribution is not that different from those CP caps from Lapras, a well-known tanky Pokemon. It okay. will require XL candies to reach the 2,500 CP cap in Ultra League, though. As a likely common spawn, at least the XL candy should be easier to come by. Yeah. For any for anyone wondering about Greedent's pre-evolution in the world of Candy XL, Squovet should be a barely above 1,000 CP at level 50 and will not be able to make an impact in Great League. It could have some little cut potential. It is a similar stat distribution at a CP cap to its evolution and shares the ability to learn Counter and Body Slam. Dub Wool, medium CP with a moderately defensive stat distribution, good for great and ultra league. Potential fast moves, the one we're looking at here is counter. Um, shame if it gets tackle and zen headbutt, but I would not be surprised. Um, <laughs> potential charge moves, body slam and payback are the big ones here, but its full options are body slam, last resort, hyper beam, giga impact, payback, stomp, and wild charge. Stomp would be interesting. Um, Stomp is a little bit lesser of a body slam. Mm. Wulu, like Squovit, is another common normal type Pokemon from the Galar region. Wulu and its evolution double resemble sheep. The question is whether or not they'll be good or bad in PvP. Oh um, my God. This was who was who wrote this? Um, article by Tangent four 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 and Nice Bethan. I'm probably butchering that. Um, I apologize. Uh, let's see. Double has similar potential to Greedenate in some ways, with a certain amount of bulk and the possibility of counter plus body slam moveset. Its stat distribution at 1500 CP appears to be more similar to Meganium, not quite as bulky as Greedent. It also seems to have fewer moves available to learn. If Double isn't given counter, it's unlikely to see, to see much use in PvP. Um, I imagine Scrublord Dustin and J-Farm are going to catch them and use them in Their a PvP and in a PvP video almost immediately. Yeah. So um, it's a cool Pokemon. Yes. Um it just hopefully it doesn't get the wheezing treatment. Uh, um the odds are stacked against it. Yeah. If it learns counter and body slam it would become a bulkier and potentially more powerful Vigoroth, though not quite as overpowered as Greedent would be with the same moveset. Stomp and Wild Charge are its only other moves below 55 energy, so if it doesn't learn one of those one of these three charge moves, it may struggle for relevance. 
doubles pre-evolution, Wulu doesn't appear to even hit 800 CP at level 50, similar to Squovit previously. Little Cup is the only format where Wulu might have relevance. Wulu's move pool is even narrower than its evolution, and it seems like a likely candidate for the bad PvP fast moves, tackle and takedown. It can learn counter via breeding in the main series games, but can't learn body slam. It could share the stomp wild charge set of its evolution, but otherwise will likely be a forgettable Pokemon in the little cup. Yeah. Falinx, medium CP with high attack, unideal distribution for great and ultra league, potential fast moves, counter and poison jab is on this list, but it's yep. not as ideal. Um, tackle, rock smash, and Zen headbutt are suboptimal here. <laughs> Potential <laughs> charge moves. Rock smash. Here is where this is going to be very interesting. Potential charge moves. What we're hoping for is close combat, mega horn, rock slide, payback, and superpower. It has a couple of other options, but none of them are really impressive at this point. Falinx, the formation Pokemon, is an interesting choice for this surprise Galar event. It is a mono fighting type. It likely won't have much to help it stand out with the likes of Machamp and Primeape in PvP. It's marginally bulkier than those two Pokemon, but lacks a decent 35 energy move option. Overall, its stat product looks similar to Machoke, though with a more even distribution between stamina and defense. Potential accents to counter is always valuable for a fighting type, but not much else stands out relative to its fighting competition. Poison Jab is a good move, but won't get Stab on Phalanx and is unlikely to help this slightly glassy Pokemon perform well. Close Combat or Superpower will give it Fighting Charge Move damage, whereas Megahorn, Rock Slide, or Payback would give it coverage. As uh, It is worth noting Machamp already learns Close Combat and Rock Slide, but usually prefers to run Cross Chop. These glassy Pokemon can struggle to reach multiple 45 energy moves and often do enough Cross Chop damage with their high attack stats. Phalanx would require XL Candies in order to reach the 2500 CP limit for Ultra League. <coughs> Um, and I won't worry about covering Zacian and Zabazenta. They are, what is it, S fighting or fairy and fighting, respectively, um, with a whole lot of move options and not a whole lot of good options. Um, a lot of it panders to what their fast move is. Yes. So there's going to be very stringent on what their fast moves are. Um, Zacian with the option of like 10 moves. Psycho Cut and Snarl are the only ones that are going to allow it to perform very well. And then Zamazenta with Snarl being the only fast move, potential fast move that will make it reasonable. Yeah. So, so that sounds like another sweet game to me. Yes. They might have some Ultra League play if you can get one under Great League, which I doubt you can. I mean, it's not the powered up form, so yeah, <laughs> maybe the it's uh, maybe I don't know, probably not. And maybe ten years from now, Shadow. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, ten years from now, who knows? <laughs> Man, um, let's see. This event, yay or nay? What are your thoughts? I think it comes at a bad time. Niantic's yeah. trying to use the distraction. Look, new raids, new shinies. Like, th what, three new shinies? So this is Ultra Unlock Part 3, also known as Extended Locked Raid Items. Yes. Because Ultra Unlock 2, the thing people want, Heracross, 
is behind a raid wall. Behind raids. The shinies here that you're looking for, the new shinies, eggs are raids. I mean, rubber ducky surfetched is pretty cool, but... Does that mean Farfetch's shiny is going to be out? Regular or Galarian? Regular. Regular's is already out. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Remember I got one at GoFest? So wait, then you can't evolve it into Surfetched? It has to be a Galarian Farfetch to evolve. Oh, so then Galarian Farfetch is going to get a shiny. Yes. Okay. Cool. But again, eggs are raids. What a disappointment. Week and a half of... Okay. I mean, I think the Galar Pokemon are cool. I don't like how they're being presented. Yeah, it's such an odd... I mean, a lot of prep goes into these events. This was probably being prepared months ago. Yeah. So, plus the fact that the Pokemon Company and Nintendo have to, I imagine, have to sign off on this kind of thing. So... But even they saw all this stuff was behind... I mean, you have to assume they present how they're going to present it to the public. They plan this... Okay, so they plan this stuff way in advance. Mm -hmm. The... I mean, someone at the company probably knew, hey, switching the distance is a really bad call and maybe we shouldn't do that and maybe it's going to make all of this look really bad. But the core of the company, the big corporations... Big C corporations, capital C, I, they're not going to know or care or have that be on the radar. They're going to just keep doing this. Right. This would this this event probably happens in just about any climate in which the community right. is Right, what I'm is saying in. is I think it's even if we weren't in a – even if the context of what we're going to talk about next wasn't here – I still think I wouldn't do raids because it doesn't excite me to have content put behind walls. Yeah, I mean, this this kind of event, it doesn't look good in any shape or form. I mean, cool, we get normal types and a flanks free, but all the stuff people actually want are behind raid walls. Like, Galarian Stunfisk is still stupidly relevant. Yeah. And it's been in the wild before, so there's no reason that they can't release it in the wild. Even if it's rare, as rare as what they're assuming flanks is going to be, I would rather have the opportunity to find it in the wild instead of, or even research. They've put out new shinies before, and they could have easily just put this in a research. So we don't, we don't. So the that's sort of the weird asterisk here is that the Galarian Darumaka, Trubbish, Wulu, Squovit, and if you're lucky, Phalanx are going to be spawning in the wild. There could be one or two other Pokemon species that are going to be spawning in the wild that aren't listed here. True. They um, do that with every event, but it's usually something from Gen 1. Snorlax and Lapras, potentially. So, Which now, since I have found my shiny Snorlax from GoFest, I have no interest in raiding them. Because you have good PvP IVs for Great and Ultra. And you I have, have one for every league. Yeah, you have one built and you have the shiny. Yeah. So you're good. Other and than getting more candy, if you need it. You probably don't. <laughs> Level 50 Snorlax, that could be fun. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I got to rep that Unite main. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they when they put out the costume for Ooh, watch out. the Pokemon Go costumes, or the Pokemon Unite costumes in Go, maybe, if they're smart. God, man, they really aren't. Um, 
I mean, it, out of everything on this image, I'm only going to be using my daily passes. And even then, I'll catch one or two of the legendaries. And the rest will just go to farming off uh, either Galarian Farfetch'd or Stunfisk. Because I don't need a good Galarian Ponyta. Where it's at right now, it doesn't have very good move and usage. Uh, I have a pretty good Zigzagoon. I could always just farm for more. I know that's one that some people still don't have a shiny for, so they're going to go for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care for the Abominable Snowman. I don't particularly care for Weezing. I don't want Lapras or Snorlax. I don't even think I have it. No, I do have a Glare in Weezing. And that's all you need. Yeah. So, I mean, to each their... And Perserker is another one that's seen some play, but I think, honestly, if you're going to go for anything for PvP, it's going to be G-Fisk out of all of these options. Yeah. It just stupidly performs. It's like, what was it? We had the, uh, what was the rock steel that everyone was going crazy for last week? Bastion? Bastion. Yeah. During the time event. Uh-huh. Then Niantic puts out Stunfisk, which does what? Beats the living hell out of those Bastiodons. Yeah, with the ground. Ground steel. Ground steel, earthquake. Yeah. Not to mention, they're also putting Phalanx and Surfetched. It's like, hey, Here's a cool resource to gather those level 50 Bastiodons. Hope you didn't dump all your resources in it, because now everything we're putting out is going to counter it. Yeah. Even Obstagoon counters it. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I mean, it's... I think the frustrating thing is, uh, for a number of these Galarian Pokemon, they're only exclusive to raids and eggs, which limits the... The, the farming of them, essentially. It limits the farming, or it li- it limits the... Candy generation uh, and candy acquisition. It limits the IV on base catch. Yeah, that's one thing Proto was complaining about. It also limits the IVs when traded. Yeah. It also puts them at a higher level, which means if you're looking for them for Great League, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, you're going to have to trade with someone you just meet playing the game. Yeah, it's it, it almost benefits you to have an alt account that you're not friends with. Yep. Creating an alt account and doing those trades. Basically playing this event as an alt account and then trading, which I don't... We don't advocate that. It breaks the terms of service to have multiple accounts. Um, It also plays awkwardly into self arena terms of service as well. Um, So recommendation is to not do that. But the game itself is... With with the way that eggs and raids are, and the way that the trade, the way that trading works, very much pushes into, like you and I, I caught as many shield on as possible during that last week, that week and a half of Ultra Unlock One. Mm-hmm. I can't trade those to you because you will not get a zero attack fifteen fifteen. It won't happen because you and I are best friends. friends. Now I get like that becoming best friends, getting the a higher chance and the guaranteed lucky trades is a huge incentive for raids and for Master League. But when Ultra League and Great League are a legitimate thing and some of the most enjoyable content of the entire game, in my opinion... Why are there so little incentives and so little support to get that? 
to to get those um those IV Pokemon to get those premier Pokemon. And, I mean, the argument could have come up: IVs don't matter. Yes, and I mean, you say that in a snobbish snobbish way. That's going to be something I bring up in the like PVP one hundred and one series, the um, preseason primer episode episodes question mark i'm gonna have to that there's a chance i'm we're looking at two episodes i'm gonna like i think probably next episode would be where i'm looking at okay. but it's it's one of those things of i have all of these i'd have all of these pokemon that i'd be willing to trade you have pokemon that you'd be willing to trade with me and you have traded to me the chances of getting anything relevant like the amount of pharisee you've traded me none of them have been like Anywhere near, like, sub 200 rank, which is still solid out of, what, 1,200? 1,400 different combinations. 1,400 different stat combinations. That's still solid, but I'd love to get something underneath that because the chances of those things coming in the wild are, like, non-existent. Um, Battle Ram, if you want um, Shield on, I still have them. I have to find a way to finagle my box base down because EV. But you're also weekend. both good, higher than good friends. Yes, that's true. We are higher than good friends, Battle Ram. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you gotta love it that the been... game punishes you for making friends. <sighs> yeah, we've rated enough remotely that I think we're too high of um, too high of friends. I can still trade some to you. I have them still. I haven't transferred them. Um. If you have a bunch too, I don't mind mirror trading because my original plan was to transfer them all during the double transfer candy spotlight hour. So, yes, um, language battle ram. Uh, <laughs> language, language. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. If you're somebody that enjoyed Galar, or if you're excited to see new Pokemon that's coming to the game, that's yeah, that's great. Go for it. Go crazy. Yeah, if you play for ultra or master league and you're looking for those higher stats just go for it like i'm not telling you no it's just disappointing to see eggs and raids basically the only way to get a consistent amount of these is to spend farm and spend money or be one of those people that uses phone swings yeah i mean with one egg incubator you can it's all about distance you just put it as your buddy yeah I mean, but that doesn't get you new stats. No. It doesn't re-roll stats no, every time true. you get a, a candy. But if you already have one of these, I mean, you're not necessarily waiting for the event. <laughs> yeah. I it, mm, The game is in a state. Um, Speaking of the game being in a state, <laughs> let me unzoom here. Reset. Okay. Do you want me to read the whole thing? I'm pretty sure everybody's read it at this point. Okay. The hashtag Heroes Niantic. The hashtag Heroes Niantic. The Pokemon Go community as a whole. I think primarily this was written by, I think it was attributed to Pokemon Master Holly. Is that right? Mm, I think it was Stadium that put it together. Stadium put together the graphic, but I believe the... Was it the, Wasn't it Zoe? Is either Pokemon Master Holly or Zoe Two Dots, and yeah, I can't say for sure. I want to say more so Zoe. I think. Um, someone let us know. One of the two of them basically wrote out the primary, either wrote this verbatim or wrote out the primary bullet points here. Um, Stadium Gaming put out the visuals for it. 
um, with the hashtag Amitri in the chat saying Zoe. Okay. Um, Thank you. Um, with the primary hashtag Hear Us Niantic. Um, Hear Us Niantic and Niantic, just the phrase Niantic, got to, I think... Number two in trending. Number two in trending worldwide? Yep. Okay. Um, on Twitter, which is bonkers. Um, absolutely bonkers. The primary bullet points here are that when we're asking for the the absolutely primary thing is spin or interaction distance with Pokestops and gyms reduced from the or the original distance was what 40 feet and then 40 40 kilometers 40 no uh, no 40 40 meters isn't it is it 40 meters? I'm not sure. Someone correct us. Is it in meters or is it in feet? Because feet sounds better. Or is it yards? It wasn't yards. <laughs> uh, Pokeminers had it. Let me do a Google. This is the kind of research we should do ahead of time. But we're not going to. <laughs> meters. I almost want to play the reverse. I'm a tree is also. Yeah. Uh, I'm a tree saying again, meters. Okay. Um, Pokeminers had a nice little graphic somewhere. I thought they did. Here we go. Okay, meters. Yes, I'm sure you're right. Um, Pokestop interaction range. COVID bonus was 80 meters. The original for the first what? four years of the game four-ish years of the game and post-covid quote-unquote post-covid because it's still happening in the u.s and new zealand the interaction distance on pokestops is 40 meters um it is unchanged for gym interaction and um we're well uh the distance to click on a gym and see the information on the gym um, I think the raid distance is still. Yeah, it's the dis. It's the f- that's the full extent of the distance you can see a gym on a map. Two uh, two thousand meters. Yes, and then remote range without the invite is three thousand five hundred meters. Um. So the the primary complaint is that one COVID's still going on. It's not necessarily safe to force people quote-unquote force it's not necessarily the safest option to require players to get closer together to spin stops and interact with points of interest the other primary thing other primary reason here is that the community as a whole has come to the understanding that the 80 meter interaction distance is a vast improvement to the quality of general gameplay, both for for every player, bar none, period. Um, 80 meters made the game more enjoyable and actually playable for an entire new group of players. 
So, with Niantic's announcement month plus ago, yeah, saying that the U.S. and New Zealand would get rollback of COVID bonuses, bonuses. the community said, hey, that's not a good idea. As we got closer and closer to August 1st, the community continued. Hey, this isn't a good idea. We saw new variants of COVID. We saw upticks in hospitalizations. We saw upticks in cases. We saw upticks in um, COVID deaths. The August 1st happens. U.S. and New Zealand, the distance rolls back to 40 meters. Me as a community member, Jesse as a community member, as people that play the game, as the entire community, the entire community got Hear Us Niantic because the community as a whole for a month plus has been saying, please don't do this. Please don't do this. It's almost integral to the the game it's a huge quality of life and it's not the right time to do this and it's the most easiest switch it's it's literally probably in a piece of code changing it from 40 to a, a number it's from a 40 to 80 value. yes 40 to 80 maybe it's in a couple of places but it's 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 a number um August 1st, was it August 1st? Did it take until August that we got it, that it got trending? Yep. The community got, got Hear Us Niantic trending. Niantic saw this. Of course, they see just, I imagine they see just about everything. Niantic sees this and puts out a response. It takes them a couple of days. Let's see, when was this posted originally? You want me to find out for you? Yeah, if you don't mind finding when we when the open letter, community letter goes posted. Um, <coughs> Niantic's official response on August 5th. If you haven't read this, I will... It's brief enough. I'm going to read it here. Five days ago. The community start that, started yes. that thing five days ago? So, one, two, three, four. So, on the 5th? Yep. That doesn't seem right. It's five days ago. That's when this started. The original... The comp- the switchover happened on the... F- the f- what, what? The Monday, I think it was? That the Monday? Second? The second? I when don't was- think that the community came together with that. I copied and pasted that as soon as I saw it go up, which would have been that day. And that would have been the fifth? Yes. We didn't get this response that day, the day of, though, did we? Yes. This response? Yeah, it was that evening or that morning. The oh morning no, after. you're right. I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're slower than they are. Yeah. So that we got that <laughs> trending. That started trending. I think I woke up at like seven. Um, probably because I was blowing up your phone. N- no, I think my alarm went off like seven okay. seven thirty. I look at my phone first thing in the morning, which is a bad habit. I need to break that habit because uh, then I start doom scrolling through Twitter and YouTube and hopping back and forth and all that stuff. Um. I look and Hear Us Niantic is already trending. Niantic is already trending on Twitter. Um, you're right. That evening, it was probably around 
end of business day for them. Yeah, because I had already gone to bed, so I didn't see it. Nianticlabs.com slash blog slash PGO dash exploration dash bonus dash response forward slash question mark HL equals EN. Before you go too crazy into that, uh-huh. I just want to say there was thank you to everybody in the community that did reach out with Heroes Niantic. There was a good portion of people that were very strongly for this movement. And there were some that were also not so strong, but were still willing to show their support. So to everyone that still supported the movement, everyone that we felt, we all feel the same way. And we'll get into this, I'm assuming, after Stephen reads through their response here. But just a big thank you to everyone that was involved. I'm going to try and not tangent. I'm going to read through this probably in in one go here. Okay. August 5th, 2021. There's no exact timestamp. A response to our Pokemon Go community. To our Pokemon Go community. We appreciate your letter and all of your feedback. We hear you. We are humbled by your response. Not every game has such a passionate global player base that we're fortunate enough to have. Like everyone else around the world, our team has been working very hard to adapt to the global health environment. The recent exploration bonus changes we've made in the U.S. and New Zealand are designed to restore some of the foundational elements players enjoyed prior to 2020 and reward players once again for moving and exploring. Encouraging people to explore, exercise, and safely play together in person remains Niantic's mission. Sorry, I'm distracted because they didn't do the, what is the Oxford comma? Listing three things, they only did a comma (laughs) after the first. So. They're not English majors. <laughs> I mean, neither am I. Uh, sorry, tangent. Let me recorrect here. Uh, back to the article. The health and well-being of players is our top priority, which is why we have implemented the new exploration bonuses in select geographies where it is deemed safe to be outdoors. Research has shown that taking walks outside is safe and confers several health benefits. Furthermore, encouraging outdoor exploration is in keeping with Niantic's mission. That said, we will continue to monitor health and safety guidance related to outdoor activities and will make future changes if necessary. We have heard your feedback about one change in particular, that of the Pokestop and gym interaction distance. We reverted the interaction distance from 80 meters back to the original 40 meters starting in the U.S. and New Zealand because we want people to connect to real places in the real world and to visit places that are worth exploring. However, we have heard your input loud and clear, and so to address the concerns you have raised, we are taking the following actions. We are assembling an internal cross-functional team to develop proposals designed to preserve our mission of inspiring people to explore the world together while also addressing specific concerns that have been raised regarding interaction distance. We will share the findings of this task force by the next in-game season change, September 1st, As part of this process, we will also be reaching out to community leaders in the coming days to join us in this dialogue. Our goal is to build fun and engaging experiences that remain true to our mission, and we thank you for challenging us with thoughtful and constructive feedback. The Niantic team. I have feelings, but I've said I'm not going to rant here. Um, I'm sure everyone's already heard the general opinion um, I feel like I tweeted something out. I at least put something in the Discord. Um, welcome to the people that have uh, continued to 
join the battle science discord it is open to all um if ever i have passionate feelings that i can convey in a text format i generally will put it there um hey man they said something (laughs) they said something they put words on a page feels like copy paste to me it's yeah it's not great i mean you read between the lines and it sounds really corporate yeah buzzwordy that's the that's that's what it is it's a corporate response yeah um Can I think, you squad assemble? Huh? Can you squad assemble? Elite task team. Oh, elite task force. Yeah. The elite task force is going to be Jesse James and Meowth. Oh. <laughs> Meowth's the name. Um, I don't know. I, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that like this was just really disappointing. Um, Like the lead up to this and then this response was rather disappointing. Yeah, how much... To get number two trending in the world is how we elicit a response. Yeah. Like, like, Pidgeotto being banned this entire season, three months, no response. The fact that it crashes, crashed games, they're like, oh, we're looking into it. And that's it. No update. Like, anything. Any small thing. And I mean, this... Whew. This has a majority of the content creators are like, okay, well, they replied, but is that enough? And a lot of the the content creators that have worked with Niantic in the past, they have had dialogues with Niantic in like ongoing. Yep. Not only being you know featured uh, featured guests at um, events and local such. events in the past, but have continued to have a dialogue with Niantic as the game's ongoing, have said that they have spoken to Niantic and Niantic basically hasn't responded. Um, Because they're not obligated to. No. I mean, they're a capital C corporation. And that's exactly what I think people need to realize when they... So here's the long and short of my rundown of this. Niantic is a corporation, first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're a business. That I is... think, I think the the awkward thing is, like, it's when it comes to other games with passionate fan bases, there's usually more dialogue, and I think that's where yeah. the disconnect. That's where is. this Heroes Niantic is coming from. And while, while like I I. Because I have the personal experience of playing Destiny and playing Destiny 2 and knowing, like, Bungie's history as a game developer that has developed the Halo franchise and the Destiny franchise, they have stepped up in ways as far as communicating. Like, they have a weekly post about updates to the game every Thursday with, here's some cool stuff we're working on, here's a little bit of community interaction go play the game go keep having fun and it's a similar a similar game in a live service format where let me since um this is up i'm going to rotate to looking at you um give me a second uh, cuz my uh cable 
headphone cable is also going to choke me here. Um, now I can look passionately at Jesse. We can actually have a legitimate conversation. I need to fix my setup so I can better have a conversation so I'm not faced away from you. Um, Bungie has taken great strides in the communication to the point where they've won games industry journalists and coverage sites. They've won awards as voted by those journalists for their communication. Niantic, unless they pull an entire 180, will never be in competition for any of that kind of thing. Although they, while they have two live service games that basically never turn off, they're always running. They're run by servers. They're always running it. There's always an event. There's always something going on. There's always reason to play. I'm getting into ranty stuff, aren't I? No. Um, Not yet. I... The way that Niantic puts together the game and the lack of it's it's not the way in which they communicate. It's just the lack of the communication that is incredibly frustrating that plenty of other games and arguably less impressive games have better communication. Like worse games have had better communication from their developers. Right. And it's just such a bizarre relationship to have. Um, They they had two options and they took the corporate route. Yes. And I, there's always, there's about a bazillion questions that, you know, can be asked as far as what is happening behind the scenes and what were you thinking? What are the options? Like it's, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of the particular article that I sent you, the Glassdoor review from a, a yeah, previous yeah. employee. Um, I posted it in the Discord. I, I don't know. There was a programmer service. Um, what are they called? Um, I'd have to go back to the Glassdoor article. Glassdoor, if you don't know, is where... Um, employers can review or employees can review their employers um, so that people that would be looking at a job at that particular employer um, can see maybe that employer isn't that great Um, or like take blizzard for example take blizzard for example with all of its um, misconduct allegations and a lawsuit from the state of california um, the glass door reviews of people that are leaving probably say hey my boss constantly makes me super uncomfortable and is borderline if not crossing the line into sexual harassment in the workplace don't go work there makes great games tons of sexual harassment you look at those glass door articles you probably see that all over the place this particular glass door article written by an ex niantic developer i um it's on the tip of my tongue as far as what the the job title is but it's a oh soft uh software engineer um, so they worked on basically programming features and improving features when available, uh, improving features within the game, um, made a handful of comments basically saying there are people there that work at Niantic that play the game that understand some of the community issues, but there are a vast majority of higher ups 
both managers, mid-level managers and above, that basically dismiss any time there's a problem within the game that the developers that want to fix them dismiss those problems. Basically say, no, that doesn't matter, work on this other thing. Or, no, that's not actually a problem, there's something else. That le- The article leads a lot of credence to what basically has been happening at basically the what our understanding of what Niantic is like. Yes. That it's... They don't like to talk about negative things. Y- they, they don't like, like to, to talk about negative things. The they want to keep making progress on features. They don't want to... They want to include new features and make progress on events and stuff. They don't want to go back and fix things that have problems. Yes. They don't want to make improvements on existing things. Um, They're hoping you'll forget about it. Maybe that's the reasoning, but that's one of those like bazillion questions that it's like, maybe that's the reasoning. Maybe like, it's. I remember reading the article, and they mentioned the buddy AR feature was something that was really, really heavily pushed. But I guarantee you, one in ten players knows about it. Yeah, where you, uh, you and the like the amount of programming that goes into it, and it also doesn't work that fantastically either. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> where you and a friend can have your buddy Pokemon show up in an AR photo together. So you can place your AR buddy in a particular zone. It creates essentially an AR sphere, which Mm -hmm. is another project that we see them announce today that they're going to start working on is a way to globally map your area with AR. But again, it's one of those features that much like, I don't know, let's take, for example, submitting Pokestops. There's a good portion of people that don't know that they can do that. Don't know or don't know how or don't have enough incentive to actually do it. True. Or the uh, the world map of where your gym badges are from. I think you would be surprised to see how many people don't know about that. For those listening that don't already know about that, go to your gym collection, gym badge collection on your trainer profile. There should be a map icon. There's a nice little like eighteen, eight or sixteen bit map that shows where all of your badges are from around the world. It's a fun little quirk that'll probably never get touched up on again. Just like when the game came out, we used to have map data on where you caught your Pokemon. You could go to the bottom of the Pokemon's info, and it would show a map, like a detailed Google map of where you caught it. I mean, we're, we're starting to see that again with the where, how, when, and why you caught the Pokemon mm-hmm. information. Like, take, for example, anything from GoFest. You caught this at GoFest during this event, during this time, mm-hmm. or maybe it was a GBL reward. So they are kind of bringing that back, but there's a lot of stuff that the Glassdoor review, you know, as a software engineer, they discussed that they have these known issues. They presented them. They didn't care. They said work on this cool AR feature instead mm-hmm. that now no one uses, like yeah. the scanning. Yeah. How many players in your community have you done the scanning uh the scanning tasks uh, ask I have them one how many ask uh yeah exactly ask <laughs> how many players in your community are actively doing the scanning tasks versus how many of them have one scanning task in their um research inventory just so that they can't get any more <laughs> guilty same same <laughs> i have one from actually let me from, mine's a poffin i think mine is too 
Um, I'm trying to see if it's from a notable place, and I don't think it is. But the reason um, I think a good portion of people also don't do those is it's 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 their it's way also of, creepy. Well, that too, because that you're moving too. your camera around to see and scanning an object mm-hmm. in usually a heavily trafficked area. Mm-hmm. But it's also a way for them to take older Pokestops from beta and earlier, and from things like Ingress that might not longer mm-hmm. exist. And if you scan it, it could be removed mm-hmm. because it's not actually there anymore. Yeah. And who wants to remove points of interest when Niantic likes to limit the ones we get already? Battle Ram, if you get one of those scanning tasks, it actually doesn't take up a spot in your task inventory. It just um, fills a spot where it would go. So you can leave one in and you don't have to worry about deleting it because you'll still have the option to have three. So the benefit to keeping a scan stop task is it doesn't replace a research task on a stop anytime you yep. visit another one. Because the scan tasks override the normal research on a stop. So if you don't have a scan task, it will p- prompt you to take the scan task first instead of giving you whatever normal task would be on it. Or event task. Or event task. Yep. But if you have one on your research tab saved, like for me, I have one for one of the local post offices. If I remove that... The next stop I spin is not 100% guaranteed, but there's a really good chance it's going to give me a different scan stop. Mm -hmm. And it might not even be for that stop. It might be for a stop four or five blocks away. But it's usually something they want scanned because they want to update their system. So saving a research scan is not a bad idea because otherwise you can get screwed out of other research. Yes. Um, Little things that the game doesn't tell you. Yeah. So, I, go ahead. Yeah, there's just a lot of just, like, uh, plus the fact that, like, this event in particular, Ultra Unlock 2, is I love how it's, Jamar it's worded it. Would you like me to read it? Yes. I'll pull it up. Go ahead and keep talking. Um, It's just disappointing. And the next event, like, I'm just, like, oh, do you, do you could spend money and get some good stuff. And I'm like, I could spend money and get some good stuff. Or I could spend that money on food or a new car or literally anything else um and be okay um because i don't need to spend money on a video game that is the developers just aren't caring about or caring about in a different way or something like i it whether on accident or on purpose this event and the next event between shiny Heracross being in raids only and well Heracross being in raids only period all over the globe let alone the shiny Heracross being available shiny Palkia and next ultra unlock with the Galarian formed the the Galarian variant Pokemon being incredibly uh, incredibly important within PvP but also being locked to eggs and raids. Whether on accident or on purpose, Niantic's greed is really showing, like really showing. Um, And so it's quite awkward to be... it's, It's very awkward to want to be engaged in this game. <laughs> so X3DXJMR159 from our Discord. Mm-hmm. Every year, the Ultra Unlock events are, quote, congratulations, trainers. 
You've unlocked the privilege of spending more money on new shinies and raids or eggs only, end quote. Yes. I mean, I'd have to go back and look at the previous ones to, like... No, he's not wrong, because the last year's was the Articuno unlock, where they put out the shiny and the hurricane legacy again. Oh. And we went through the birds again. Huh. Yeah, that's disappointing. A couple of things to kind of wrap up this... This thought process is probably the best word I can say. Uh, One thing. One, if you want to boycott Niantic, if you want to not spend money, if you want to go free-to-play, or if you want to just quit it all, that is your... What? Automod. Oh, Automod held a message for bullying. Allow it to post it in chat. Uh, Randall's... I'm going to allow that one, Randall. Uh, Randall says Niantic is a turd. (laughs) <laughs> I guess I, I guess Automod is correct. Technically, that's bullying. I'll allow it. Um, so this is going to tie into two things. One, if you're someone that wants to quit the game over these changes, make sure it's over the right changes, but that's also your personal choice. Yeah, if you want to spend hundreds of dollars to get shiny Palkia, get the amount of XL candy you need to max out a hundo, or... Uh, shiny Heracross or Zamazenta and Zacian and all of that. Like, what am I going to do? Stop you? We're not here. We're not here to tell you not to. Yeah. Enjoy the game the way you want to, but do not bash against people that are deciding not to spend money. Yeah. And vice versa. People that are spending money, let them do their thing. If you quit because you think by me not spending money on the game is going to make things change, that is your decision. Will it affect it? Probably not because Niantic is such a huge corporation and they have so much money from these past events. The reason I think they personally they announced this change now in August is because they have the cushion to fall back on from their GoFest sales. Sure, there's going to be a lot of people from now till September 1st until they hear a reply about how things are going to change from this task force or whatever they're going to do. That is going to put a dent in their wallet for some people. But that's a statistic that I don't even want to think about right now. There are going to be people that go hard and buy every raid pass that they can and do every raid that they want to, and that's fine. Just let to be known, if you want your voice heard, speak with your wallet. Do not put down other people. If you see people commenting, look at all these shinies I got from raiding today. Do not discriminate against them. That is their choice. And the same goes for people that are standing up for their rights and being here as Niantic. People that are paying to play, do not put them down. There is no reason. This is their choice. There's just no reason to... Discriminate. Yeah. You're on the right path. Discriminates, uh, not a dirty word, but a word that has different context given everything. A little bit of hair on that mic. Yeah, I think I'm gonna change these pop filters out here shortly. Um, there's no reason to go after anybody, to attack anybody. There's no reason to don't attack put, your fellow players. There's no reason to put down anybody. There's also no reason to put down Niantic. There's no reason to go after employees. There's no reason to not be civil. 
basically. That's what it is. Be play the or, game you want to. Play how the, you want to. Play play the game that we all have access to in the way that you want to in a reasonable manner and behave towards other people in a reasonable manner because they are just that other people. I can hate big C corporation capital big business uh Niantic. I can be unhappy with them. I can shake my head um at the people that are spending hundreds of dollars on raids. They can do what they want. I can be like, "Oh, you the, you got the pink pink shaded Palkia um probably got that by spending some money. I can shake my head and be disapproving, but I'm not going to tell them no. Stop. I'm not going to try You're and doing bat it there. Wrong. Don't feed yeah. the don't feed the big I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to be aggressive or anything. I'll be disappointed. I'll shake my head. That's it. And I'll move on. Um, and if you're one of those people that wants to quit because of the way Niantic has been acting lately, that is fine. That is your choice. <sighs> it is incredibly disappointing the state of the game currently, especially with the practices that we've been seeing come out of recent. Mm-hmm. Has any of this changed in the past five years? No, but we've been presented. The presentation has been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now, that's the problem, and that's why it's standing out. If you haven't caught on by that by yet, it's not people upset about just the distance change. It's the fact that the last four to five years, the presentation has been bearable, but it's not anymore. Yeah. That's our hot take. Wow, well, it's not even that hot. We're I mean, being. I could go. I could go hot. Yeah, I think we're being incredibly, uh, incredibly reasonable here. Um, and that's I think what we always try to do is just make people reasonable. Yeah. It's it's. I was mentioning this in Jiggly Dad's Between Two Bell Sprouts last night. Mm-hmm. The one thing that keeps me coming back to this game, other than something that gets me off my butt and makes me go outside, is the community. I cannot think of another video game community that has been this passionate about their game that I've been a part of. Like, I've played League of Legends. I've been part of World of Warcraft. I've done guilds. I've done D&D stuff. I've done numerous gaming cons. I've done Smash Brothers tournaments. I've done Halo tournaments. I've done physical Pokemon tournaments, like championship tournaments. None of them have been as passionate as much as the Pokemon Go community. There is something here that's different, and I think that's because it's not just in person or online. It's both. You can physically meet up with these people that you play with online and go and do things in a real-world sense where other games haven't had that before. And that's something to take into consideration with Pokemon Go is think back on your other gaming communities. Where else, I mean, personally between you and I, Stephen, what other gaming convention other than PAX has had us drive to Kirkland or down to Portland? On a regular basis. Yeah. Well, well there's literally nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than cons. Yeah. Other than conventions, which happen once a year, um, if the global health... Um, Hot dog eating is passionate. <laughs> 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 Especially when you make eye contact. Uh, so the context for eye contact there, 
I love doing that at self-tournaments, in-person tournaments. Making eye contact in the middle of a battle? Yeah, because uh. you see the person sitting there, char- you're doing your charge move, and uh-huh. they look at you to see what charge move you're using uh-huh. based on the animation. So I just look at them straight in the eye while I'm just spinning in circles. Uh-huh. And it wigs them out so much. It's uncomfortable. I love the first time Kano caught me. St- <laughs> caught I caught him staring at me to see what I was doing. And he just looks he at me. eye like, contact. <laughs> he looks straight at me and looks away. Oh, makes it uncomfortable. I love it. Uh, this is interesting. But see, Jamar is uh, one of those players. He'll stir deeply into your soul. <laughs> He's one I can't shake. <laughs> uh, what is it, like mean luck? No, we just smile at each other and look oh, passionately in our eyes. Oh, God. <clears throat> Smiles. Uh, I All right, I'm going to transition to another topic here. <laughs> Um, do you want to go into season eight ultra league updates? We are an hour and 40 minutes into the episode that we figured it would be shorter. Yeah. I mean, just kind of quickly mention things that were used. So ultra league is over. Uh Oh, welcome to the meta analysis. It's meta analysis. Yeah, it should be coming through. Um, <laughs> oh hi Jamar. <laughs> you heard me talking about it. Um all right, meta analysis. Uh season eight Ultra League remix, most common teams, uh percentage usage uh with a one point zero five percent. Um that is the top. The next highest is a nine uh point nine percent. Um Scrafty Jellison, Alola Nine Tails. Um, point nine percent. Mandibuzz, Nido Queen, Politoed, Nido Queen, Mandibuzz, Crafty, and another point nine. Uh, point seven five percent. Nine Tails, Alolan, Jellicent, and Politoed. Um. So some interesting, but not incredibly surprising, Ultra League remix usage here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I like the image. I think it's from the office where it's the lady sitting down and there's two images and they're asking to show what the difference is. And she's like, these are the same image. And it's Great League and Ultra League. And it says XL on it. Yeah. A lot of uh, XL, things that performed well in Great League carried over into the XL form in ultra i just want you to close your eyes okay and clear your mind and without any context i'm gonna read a list of pokemon and you're gonna tell me i mean you already know the answer but i'm gonna read you a short list of pokemon and you're gonna tell me if it's great league or ultra league okay alola ninetales polytoad galarian stunfisk scrafty Jellison, Nidoqueen, Snorlax, Mandibuzz, Defense Deoxys, Machamp. I don't like this. Sounds a, sounds a lot like Great League, right? It, it sounds the same. It sounds a lot like Great League. Hey, uh, the only thing that I left out here was Armored Mewtwo because you can't get it in Great League. Armored Mewtwo's on this list. As far as that's the top maybe 10 Pokemon that are with overall usage in Ultra League Remix. So, 
Yeah. 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 Uh, it's not great. No. <laughs> uh, most common teams: Open Great League or Open Ultra League: Giratina, Altered, Swampert, Cresselia, Talon, Flame Ops, Dagoon, Empoleon, Alolan Muck, Togekiss, Machamp, Umbreon. God, Umbreon. The expense. Uh, Melmetal, Lapras, Venusaur. A handful of things that don't require XLs here. Um, does Talon Talonflame doesn't require XL? I don't know. I didn't to, use one. To my knowledge, for Ultra League, it might need one or two because I think it caps out just shy of twenty five hundred. Um, shush, shush, Randall. Randall, don't give them, don't give them ideas. But also, yeah, level sixty Azu in Ultra League. If that happens at some point, um, gross. There then would not be a difference between it is XL. other than cost. Um, it does require full XL. Okay, wow, gross. Um, I mean, if you got enough of them on Community Day, I didn't get the Hundo. I didn't get anywhere near. Uh, That's why I haven't made a one. high percentage. I don't have a hundo. Yeah, which is a shame. Um, Same with Azu. I don't. I have the FOMO. I'll find a better one. Mm. Talon Hundo level fifty. Gosh, diddly darn it. That's just dumb um but also i'm sure uh, bulky and hard hitting so it makes gross. sense oh uh, where was i going um yeah i mean if if the level cap keeps increases it keeps increasing and pokemon are able to go to level 60 other than just expense you're not looking at any different meta between like there's no reason to have difference there's no reason to differentiate the leagues with CP between ultra or between great and ultra. And then master no, is the just things that perform are the ones that are performing because of their stats and moves. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. And I mean, I'm trying to think, Alola doesn't get much better. A lot of Alola were variants. Mm. Um, we got G Fisk and we got stun Fisk, which were definitely going to be huge in the competitive I don't think we're going to see much from Alola or Galar moving forward that are going to be on par with something like Politoed. It just depends on what moves they're going to put out, to be honest. Uh, yes, that is. And from what we've seen so far, new Pokemon usually have trash moves. So um, let's go a little bit exploring down in reverse order of the Alola Pokemon. Uh, G-Weezing, yeah, G-Weezing might be interesting with Charm, but its release has trash moves and it's been out for a year, two. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I think I caught my first one in Portland during one of the cons. Yeah. During Komori Con, I believe. So, um, and that happens like October, November. So it's, we're getting close to two years. Um, the Ultra Beasts will be interesting. There's a couple Maybe. Ultra Beasts. I think, like we mentioned, Buzzswole will be interesting. Uh-huh. Stack Attacker will be interesting. Um, Sogaleo and Lunala. Lunala is a speed-based, so I don't think... Eh. I'm thinking things that are going to like perform at lower leagues and actually perform Okay, so we like focusing Great League. Yeah. Um, the Jangamo'o line might be interesting which is the dragon fighting uh it's second tier stat wise maybe i don't know um 
Delmize maybe is a Ghost Grass, but it, that combo doesn't. It's unique, but it doesn't give it a whole lot of bonuses. Ooh, Turnator could be fun. Uh, Fire Dragon. Yeah. If it's Mimikyu's, I'm afraid Mimikyu is going to be a lot like Shed Ninja, where it relies on the ability to be relevant. And it's not. It doesn't have its uh, ability. So. So for those who aren't aware, uh, Mimikyu has an ability called Disguise, where the first damaging attack it takes is completely null. It does no damage, and it's essentially a free block. But without that stat, it's incredibly attack-oriented because it's a ghost and fairy type. It's probably about as squishy as Charizard. Yep. It doesn't have evolutions, too, so it might no. cap out incredibly low. Yeah. We could be looking at a, at a far-fetched. Tapu Fumini is, is literally Azu legendary. That is true. But that's probably going to be one of the only relevant uh, Guardians. Uh, let's see. Type Null and... Uh, Savali. Savali. Savali is also another one that's item-based. It's a lot like uh, Arceus. Mm-hmm. Where it's going to be dependent on the held item. It's a normal type based off of a Chimera. It's probably going to be absolute trash. Base form, yes. But if we get held items for the ability to have it change its type. Maybe. If it gets that expansive move pool that it does in the main series games. Maybe. That could make it really... uh, It could essentially play a Mew card role. Yeah. I I mean, with what we've seen so far uh from Niantic's release of like move pools and stuff i hold out no hopes and uh randall i do remember uh pre-marina is a water fairy guys we're going in reverse order we'll get there <laughs> we'll get there um scoliopod what is it school it's not Scoli- glossopod oh it'd be so good if it had its ability bug water a free u-turn at half damage oh ooh. or at half life that would be cool Wimpod and Glossopod, where it just it just eats itself out of there. Um, there's a handful of these that have really interesting abilities that just won't come to Pokemon Go. No, and that's part of the. That might be one of the reasons why they skipped Alola. Is a lot of these are only relevant with their ability. Uh, stuff on Beware stat wise, I actually don't know what the breakdown. Beware is. would be nuts. I should pop this open. Uh, it is HP and attack weighted. Yeah. Defense, special attack, special defense, and speed. So, yeah, you're probably looking at uh, uh, a worse. That's like a Pangoro. Yeah, it's, 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 it's all right. Plus having, uh, what is it? It's normal fighting? Normal fighting. <laughs> Throw yeah. a ghost at it. <laughs> um, Let's see. So land it won't. Salazzle so won't do anything. No. It's way too glass. Uh, it could be a fun fast poison fire type if they give it the right moves mm. poison jab and flame charge would be gross ew <laughs> um let's oh see. Uh, muds uh mudsdale that could be good ground type. that and uh what's the one on the far right there the toxapec the one it evolves into so it's it's well it's marini and then toxapec toxapec and uh-huh. uh mudsdale are both incredibly bulky but also both rely on an ability to be relevant. <sighs> Wishy-washy is going to be absolutely pointless. It's going to be a lot like um, Timpole. Yep. Um, it's at the first half of its health, it becomes, what is it, school form, mm-hmm. where it becomes a giant version of itself by having an entire school of Wishy-washy together. 
Um, and then when it comes to uh, past half health, it then goes to a single wishy-washy. Um, yeah, it's going to be terrible. I got nothing for it. Yeah, unless uh, we see abilities added into the games. Like and Rock will be interesting. Uh, Rockruff is adorable. It's going to become a Pokemon Go fan favorite. Yeah. I can almost guarantee you that. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. But uh, that's an interesting one that I think could play like the Eevee, Umbreon, Espeon, where depending on the time of the day you evolve it, either turns it to uh, day form or dusk form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randall, you're bullying Gen 7 again. Or you're bullying, Gen- <laughs> you're just bullying people again. Um, Rabombi might be interesting as a bug fairy, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty glass, so Yo, yeah. it's a tiny little fairy. <sighs> Ooh, Rubik's Master's Icon. That would be a fun one. Huh? The, oh, Charge Bug? Uh, the third one. Oh, 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 uh, Vikavolt. Yeah. Grubbin, Charge Bug, Vikavolt. Vikavolt's Bug Electric. Uh, I, I feel like it would perform much like a Beedrill. Yeah, it's going to be a, incredibly attack weighted, so that would be interesting. Uh, and then we get to the starters. So, like, realistically, probably the best thing we're going to get is going to be the starters. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pre-Marina as a water fairy, um, if you give it, um, if you give it charm, it's going to be kind of gross. I don't if think If you give it bulky. charm, it's the first water fairy that has charm. Yes. Um, uh, Incineroar as a fire dark is interesting. It's going to be incredibly attack weighted. It's not, is it, is it attack? I would speed? imagine it dies in three counters. Yeah, it's bad. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a really cool Pokemon. It's going to be bad. Um, same with Decidueye, unfortunately. Yeah. It's either speed or attack weighted. It's not defensive. It's as a grass ghost. It's an interesting type, but it's not going to perform well. So, but I want Rowlet. <laughs> Rowlet's going to be really cool. It's going to be really cool. Uh, as a they're really grass, good grass visual ghost. Pokemon. Uh huh. Design-wise, they're awesome. They have cool shinies. Uh, they're going to be butt cheeks. <laughs> butt cheeks. They're going to be butt cheeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, uh, Gen 7. I, Randall, it's bullying, but you're right. Gen 7 is turds. It's not going to be great. Um, but I think that's the context of a lot of... That's Pogo adapting to the main series games now at this point. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because eventually abilities and items are going to have to be implemented. I don't think abilities will. I don't think there's a way for abilities to be brought over with the sheer amount of abilities that are in the game. Well, they don't even have to. No, that's true. I was going to say if they start abilities, they can't just limit it to new stuff. They'd have to retroactively add it to everything. Yes. There's way too many. And if they do something that's non-canon, the community will lose their mind. Well, well, a Pokemon Go won't let them. True. Or, or um, the Pokemon company, the company won't let them. wouldn't let yeah. them, yeah. Um, I think for the streamlining that is Pokemon Go and Pokemon Go PvP, it, it makes sense not to have abilities. As disappointing as it is and how, as limiting as it is, because there are some Pokemon that need their ability to I mean, become relevant. That's why relevant. We haven't got Kecleon. What is Kecleon's? It's uh, a lot like, do you remember um, Conversion from Porygon in Gen 1? Uh-uh. When he get hits by attack, it turns into that type. Oh. 
Randall, yeah, I think uh, held items in PvP is something that we've been talking about, or at least an applying an item to modify a Pokemon before a battle. Um, if I mean, it's similar to... Yeah, it's almost exactly like what Megas are, where there's it'll probably apply for a duration, and then uh, a timer will, will start. Once the timer is completed, it will uh, remove that ability. So, uh, Eevee, Community Day. Community Weekend, technically. Well, it's not called Community Weekend, but it is a Community Weekend. Starts Friday. EV Community Day Part 2. Electric Boogaloo what i named the podcast last week if you didn't notice um um jre seawolf or you slash jre 47 uh as he is known on reddit uh posted a pvp analysis what his article i believe is usually called under the lights um I thought I upvoted this. Maybe this is a different article. Um, basically breaking down the different evolutions and their moves, comparing them to the different metas, the different leagues, with their current moveset and with the new moveset that will become available during the community weekend. Um, to boil it down, because we're running a little bit late, uh, Sylveon is the biggest winner here with Psychic, the move? Psyshock. Psyshock. Actually, it's it's here in the article. Why don't I actually look at it? <laughs> I have eyeballs, right? Right? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they pop out. Not only uh, Psyshock, you, you are correct. Not only that, it has been reduced from 70 hearts to 7. Yes. I, can t- I don't have one yet. I will have one here. Um... Sylveon with the move Psyshock, so it will have Charm, Psyshock, and... Moonblast is the preferred second move. Mm-hmm. Um, Gives it coverage against its poison weakness. Yes. Uh, it's better than uh, Last Resort is the second move. Mm-hmm. I'm actually just going to read the last couple paragraphs. I'll put this link in the show notes as a recommended reading. Um, I've already tweeted about it, and I don't know if I put it in the Discord yet, but I will do that too. Um, so what's the verdict? He's broken down all of the different evolutions. Go read the article. Go give it upvotes, even if you only listen to this part. Um I'll read these last couple of uh, paragraphs for you. So what's the verdict? Umbreon is a big winner in the evolution sweepstakes, but I think it even falls behind Sylveon. While I continue to hold out hope for future release of fast move fairy wind and that Sylveon gets it for now, the addition of Psyshock is just what the doctor ordered. Not only goes it add, not only does it add Snorlax to the wind column with shields up, but should shields be down, Psyshock delivers new impactful winds across the board, especially in ultra and great leagues. And it's that's not even to mention that it gives Sylveon real teeth against poisons that otherwise pick on it without fear. I recommend getting as many Psyshock Sylveons as you can, one for each league is advised, if you can manage it. To repeat, I believe Sylveon is the biggest winner coming out of Community Day weekend. Is that the best you got? I mean, I think at this point, uh, I think this is the best it could possibly have hoped for, yes. The only other move that would be even a consideration would be perhaps Disarming Voice which I was really hoping it would get when released. 
Voice is an exact clone of Foul Play Crunch and Psyshock actually for fairies. It's only really an unknown in PvP because so few things have it. For example, not one fully evolved fairy has it in Go. But Psyshock is probably even better with the extra coverage, so no complaints now. Um, that's talking about Sylveon. Uh, and that's all I got this time. Hopefully this helps you sort out what to target most during community day weekend. Good luck with your evolving next time. You can always find uh, Jerry on Twitter and nearly daily PVP uh, analysis nuggets or on Patreon. So, or on Patreon. Um, let me go back up to Umbreon's breakdown to break down Umbreon's um, Umbreon new moves. Uh, so what's the verdict? It's a very good side grade. There are excellent use cases for Psychic, but Last Resort remains very relevant and either could be a better option depending on team composition. If you're swimming in XL Candy, it's worth building both for Ultra League, a Last Resort, and a Psychic. But at least get a good Psychic one for Great League coming out of the Community Day weekend. Um, is that the best you got? Uh, honestly, yeah, this was probably the best Umbreon could have hoped for. The other, only thing better would have been a fairy move, which would threaten opposing darks and fighters, but the only fairy move in Go that Umbreon really learns in the main series games is Charm. My goodness, could you imagine that? Uh, he, has a link, <laughs> he has a link to Sims, so um, eh, uh, I haven't looked at I'm them, surprised. but I imagine I thought it's... I learned Moonblast. Uh, I don't know. That would make sense. Umbreon is a knight creature. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this is realistically the best it could have expected. Everyone's favorite or least favorite tank just got even more threatening and is easy, easily at least among the top two winners coming out of the evolution extravaganza. Um, yeah. So like moveset wise, uh, Jerry takes into consideration both the current moveset, the moves that each evolution can learn in the main series games as well as Pokemon that play in the same PvP roles as each evolution. So one of the things with Leafeon with bull now getting Razor Leaf or having Razor Leaf, getting Bullet Seed, and having, I think, Leaf Blade as its primary um charge grass charge move. Um he directly compared it to Blossom. Blossom is just better. It just has better bulk. Yeah, better um, stats. Also a Blossom can get into the higher ranged, uh, I believe, in, within Masters, uh, Master League, whereas Leafeon can't, right? Just because its stats are lower. Yeah. Um. So go check out the article. Basically, I would recommend finding a couple of things you want to prioritize and prioritizing them. Um. You can try to grab. Let's see. There's how many evolutions currently? Eight, not all of them are eligible for Master League Wait. relevantly. No, three, six. Yeah. There's six currently. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. Uh, Vaporeon with Scald is not great. Go read. <laughs> I mean, this is... Let me... This is... Yeah. Go read the article. It's it's in the Twitch chat. Um... um it's probably too much, even with the entire weekend to do evolutions. It's probably too much to ask, unless you're absolutely hardcore, to get a great league, at least a great league and ultra league of all six evolutions. 
probably a little much to ask. Well, yeah, especially seeing as how between the cantos, it's just a roll. Yes, incredibly. Unless... So if I have a 0, 14, 15 Vaporeon that's mm-hmm. a rank 1, that might not be a rank 1 as uh, Jolteon or Flareon. We don't know if they're bringing the name trick back. I, I really would, doubt they will. I would hope so. I doubt they will as well, but I very much hope so because the random roll between the Cantos, literally every other evolution you can specifically grind for. Yeah. Um, you can hop into the lore modules of... Glaceon and Leafeon. Glace, for Glaceon and Leafeon. The Johto also, evolutions, you can walk them. Hmm. On the Glaceon and Leafeon, when you do go to evolve them this weekend... Make sure you are standing on top of the lure that you want them to evolve into and make sure the silhouette is showing the one you want to. Because if you're standing halfway between two of them, because people like to put them right next to each other, there's a good chance you're, you could GPS drift as you go to hit the button and it could change into something else. Yep. Um, it's There's a lot here. Not all, like Some of it is objectively bad. Um, I think it's Flareon that's just like, yeah, it's not good. If Flareon it's, got superpower. It's, sta- <laughs> its stats aren't great. Uh, superpower is super effective against two of the things that it's already super effective against. Um, being I mean, steel and ice. It helps it beats rock. That's it, it. Helps it beats rock, but also who is using Flareon, Flareon. on a daily basis? That superpower is gonna, and it's a double debuff. Flareon. It's a double debuff, and it is. I think an equal amount of energy requirement compared yeah. to what it already has. Overheat's still better. Flareon and Jolteon got thrown down the well. Yeah, I I mean, the only thing you can hope for is get all of the the evolutions for all of the leagues with the moves from this weekend and just hope that the moves that they got get buffed. But or the rest I of the mod. I would say go buffed. crazy on evolving them because one it's a community day. Everybody's going to have them. And two, if you really want to move, at this point you're going to elite TM for it, especially with evolving random rolls for the Cantos. At this point, it's more efficient just to find one and evolve an Eevee and hope to God you get the one with the right evolution and then elite TM it mm-hmm. later down the line. Yeah. Yeah, or you've already evolved good ones and you elite TM. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Or if you have pre-saved. Because you could always add Last Resort and this new move. In some cases. In other cases, it just doesn't... It doesn't make sense, It doesn't too. make sense, too. So, it's... Save it's, your ATMs. <laughs> yeah. This whole weekend, like... Play casual. Yeah. Also, with the have whole fun. the game climate, it's one of those things of, like... I, I Not wouldn't be surprised people if people just don't really care. Yeah. People probably aren't going to care. So... um. I'm going to catch some. I need to clear up some box spaces for it, though. I've got 25 spaces locked. Ouch. And I, I went work. through my EV collection. I don't have anything to be walking right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to be really concerned about. So I'm ready for the weekend. I, too, got to clean some box space and just get some new items. I uh, get some more items now that I haven't been collecting as often and as much as I normally used to. Um I'm going to try and hit somewhere I haven't been before that has a spawn stop density. Pop a lucky egg and just go get that extra bonus that we have for spending new stops for the first time. Yes. Because I'm only level 48 and I need 10 more lucky trades and 
eight more million experience to level up. Just a forty-nine. Yeah. Oh. God, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> so, for me, this weekend's more going to be about the XP grind than it is for catching Eevee. Go somewhere that has maybe Tacoma or something. Go somewhere we haven't been for a while that I know I can get a good number of stops that are new for me. Mm-hmm. Also, it's two days. Don't forget that. It's two days of Eevee spawns um, with four days of evolution of the evolution specifics. So 999 excellence isn't a problem. That's just time. That's just time. It's not like XP where I actually have to physically do stuff. I could just go find a legendary raid in GBL or legendary encounter in GBL and just sit there and throw pokeballs at it. Cause you know, it's going to break out, but it's never going to run. Uh, what's left? Is it community question? I think that's it. Yep. Uh, so last episode, our community question was who wins the burger bet, AKA what Pokemon is featured in ultra unlock three. Steven says Giratina. Jesse says RCS bonus, your burger preferences slash recommendations. I think it was a little convoluted and it was days before everyone. I mean, people were already sort of ramping up some, um, not excitement towards the game so some discontent yeah i don't blame also we just don't get a whole lot of engagement in our community questions when it comes to twitter yeah um, unless we meme it up we got some memes but <laughs> we did get a couple of answers on discord i think we briefly mentioned them earlier um battle ram voted hoopa uh eric bn also says hoopa uh, he also says neither of y'all are getting the burger. Um, Eric says, my realis- realistic guess is also Hoopa, but for the sake of the contest, my guess is Darkrai with its signature move, Dark Void. Um, we didn't get that. So. I don't think anyone expected the Spanish Inquisition. I mean, Zamazenta and... No. Yes, Sassian and Zamazenta. Yeah. No one expects the the Spanish Inquisition. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's see. I th- was thinking of a community question earlier, and now I don't remember what it was. Hmm. Does something to do with the state of the game? Um, maybe. There's something rather generic and easy to answer, and well, I don't remember what it was. Well, if we think of it again, we can post it up on the description for the podcast. Um, yeah. Or do do we? Maybe the community question is: Should we continue to do the community questions? Oof. Do people care? I mean, I, it's not necessarily to gain engagement for engagement's sake. Like, sure, algorithms and social medias and stuff. It's always helpful to get more like likes and retweets and responses although we don't really get a whole lot of retweets or likes or anything um it's just more of a better gauge to actually understand that this is how people are feeling people are well it's you know one have a good laugh have fun uh and then two actually have when it comes to podcasting and i've said it before it's kind of like shouting out into the void um 
It's not like it's not like there's no response. It's not like a YouTube video where you post a YouTube video and then you get a bunch of comments of people saying first and calling you <laughs> rude sellout. names and stuff. Well, not sell out. I was thinking of a the uh, a three letter word starting with F. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. Um, fun. <laughs> fun. Yeah. People don't call you fun uh, in podcast comments. Um, uh, Randall, it's base. It's just fairy. It won't become steel fairy. Um, you're on the right track, Randall. Um, it doesn't become. It doesn't get the steel. Neither of them get the steel type until they get the the held item, and become their powered up forms. So, um, yeah, it's just a better. It's it just helps sort of engage with the community and our listeners. So, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's just the community question. Should we continue to do the community question? Um, okay. let us know. Um. Thumbs up, thumbs down. If we Is take there, out the community question, what do you want to see replaced with? Do you, do you want to see it replaced at all? Do you want us to do better as far as... Like, community question-wise, like, I don't know. Should we try harder? Do we try in a different way? What do we? What do, we, what do you think? Just some feedback. Give us some feedback. Here's our community question. Give us feedback on the community question. Let's not make it a yes or no. Well, you can do a yes or no. You could just answer with yes or answer with no <laughs> if you wanted to. I might to. do that. I'm one of those people. Yes. Community question. Is that good? Yes. Uh, uh, what is that even? I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted here. Um, I hate people that respond to just thumbs up in conversations. It's hilarious, though. <laughs> that is a pet peeve. Who wants to join me for this raid? Just thumbs up. That doesn't say yes. Yeah. Uh, I've had to start training our locals to say interested or I'm I'm willing to help or something other than that. Because when you're in a conversation of one chat room, they could be replying to something else. Why is that highlighted? Oh, it's I'm goofing it up. Uh, if there's num, it's better than if there's numbers, huh? Don't have any numbers if no one commits. I'm confused. I'm lost. I've I've made myself lost. Um, that's a two hour and fourteen minute podcast. We thought that would be short. GMR, stop thumbs it. up, <laughs> thumbs up. Stop it. Uh, what do you What do you think? Uh, how How do you How does this make you feel? Poggers. <laughs> uh, stop. I have. I. Mm, I don't. I. I. I'll limit what I say because I shouldn't talk about work a whole lot, but there are there are methods of communication that people have responded where we'll we'll see information and there's a chat there's a way to like put um comments and there are a handful of people that just say poggers like they spell it out p o g g e r s and I'm like I think I spelled it right. Probably spelled it wrong. I'm terrible at spelling. Um, 
You telling me people for your company that you work for have replied with poggers? There are other employees that will respond to bits of information in the comments with poggers. And I'm like, dude, there's probably 50 plus percent of the staff that don't know what in the world you're referencing. I also would be hilarious to watch some people be like, what is poggers types up poggers in Google to see what it is? (laughs) They don't, they say it in, they say it in like text communication. They don't say it in like a conversation. No, it's not like I'm doing a sales pitch and it's like, yeah, here's this, 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 and this. Yeah. That deals poggers. I've yet to encounter that. Jeez. <laughs> That's totes adorbs, Randall. Ah, oh, yeah, it's painful. God, mmm, mmm. It's like you and the what is it? She. Sheesh. What? What is that? Oh, oh, and what's the other one that one of my coworkers does? Um. I don't know if I it's it's just it's some random guy that goes up to people and says uh chu poppy minyanyo and it's on it's not it's just some made up crazy stuff. Oh okay. Yeah. Um it's some TikTok thing. I mean my favorite and I'm not one on, will always be bruh. Bruh. Bruh is fantastic. Um but all, all of these kids are on TikTok like just about everybody that I work with is on TikTok and I'm not. And I'm like, I, it's beyond me. I'm a boomer. <laughs> when a grown woman uses totes, yeah. I die. Yeah, that's why I said that's totes adorbs. Is that? Uh, I think I've, I think I've killed Randall. Um, I gave him instant cancer. Um, well, and he is, and he has died. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that. I mean, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> in closing, yeah. Um, the caffeine has not worn off. Uh, this podcast Apparently is brought. Not. This podcast is brought to you by uh, caffeinated beverages. Um, they'll get your heart rate going. Um, thank you everybody for listening to the Battle Science Podcast. Thank you all for following us for joining us on this. Uh, yes, uh, Randall, cause of death, Stephen. Um, I mean, I've come close from dying for me. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's a is that a compliment or a you Insult. decide. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to the Battle Science Podcast. You can follow us at Battle underscore Science on Twitter. You can go to our Discord. Um, links should be everywhere. I'll make sure that they're updated because I think it updates the links to Discord anytime you generate a new invite. Maybe? It shouldn't. I don't know. didn't set it to expire. I don't know. Um, Snake Doctor, stop it. Poggers. <laughs> um... Thank you, everybody, for um, following us on Twitter. Uh, join us. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can send us an email, battlescience.podcast at gmail.com. Um, all I'm getting is... Ooh, that got censored. Um, all I'm getting is emails about, um, do you want branded masks? And here are some stats. And do you want to join this collective of other podcasters? And I'm like, uh, can we like calm down? But also merch maybe? Can we? Um... So send us an email. Send us some memes via email because that's something just about everyone should have access to. If you don't have an email, I just I just don't know anymore. Um, 
back us on patreon.com slash battle science the patreon producer tier five dollars or more you get your name shout out at the beginning of every um the beginning of every battle science podcast be it the regular bsp that you're listening to now or the battle science after dark podcast that is once monthly and little bonuses too don't forget to hydrate um what else am i missing uh extra life go check out the extra life the that those links will be in the description um and from now until I think because we've got more viewers here. From now until, when was it? September 1st? So August 31st, 11.59. Each subscriber that we get on YouTube between, so we have 35 now, between now and the end of August, I will donate a dollar to our Extra Life um, charity. Extra Life uh, donation goal. So... Uh, we have ten dollars in donations currently towards the eight hundred and was eight ninety eight, just shy of nine hundred. Um, eight ninety eight goal currently. We have ten dollars raised. I will donate a dollar for each new subscriber we get on YouTube between now and the end of August, within reason. If we get five thousand subscribers, I'm not paying <laughs> the entire down payment on my new car to extra life maybe a couple hundred dollars i'll be able to do we're looking for a hundred so we can get youtube.com slash battle science uh go community we're we're do we're doing it um we're doing a thing we're doing a thing um so go subscribe to our youtube you don't have to click the bell you don't have to get notifications i don't care about that what we care about is subscribers so we can get to 100 subscribers you can get youtube.com slash battle science the reason why we're pushing this is so that steven doesn't have to sit here for 20 to 30 seconds reading alphabet soup of url which i know some of you really enjoy i would rather wretch have a business card where we can say at twitch.tv slash battle science at battle underscore science on twitter and youtube.com slash battle science yeah that'd be great that is our goal so we can start putting that stuff on merch yeah so we can have business cards and we can look semi-professional even though this is a hobby thank you thank you for listening We'll catch you guys uh, if you're a Patreon. Uh, if you're a Patreon backer, we'll catch you next week with the BSAT, all about Dungeons and Dragons and our experiences and all that fun stuff. Um, and in two weeks for another Battle Science podcast featuring, I have no idea. No, wait, let me correct that. Uh, we'll do the first ever preseason primer for next season, Silph Arena, talking about the basics of Pokemon Go PvP. If you have friends that are not into PvP yet, We'll be breaking down some of the basic mechanics, basic information to go over. Probably going to have to be split up into two episodes. There's a lot to cover. Yeah. And it's a lot easier if we do a visual and or audio. I think so. I think so. So we'll have, I, I'm going to break it down. Because you can into, read text on a screen. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down as best I can so that the audio format still works. But I'm going to probably have the basics of Pokemon Go or basics of Pokemon and Pokemon Go in episode one, and then some of the more um, niche information in episode two, probably. But I have a lot of notes to take and a lot of information to try and condense down. So look forward to that. 
Um, this is something I've wanted to do for a while. Um, I would hope to actually get it done because I don't always do the things that I say I want to <laughs> do. So, um, we'll catch you guys. Procrastination. Procrastination and lofty goals. We'll catch everyone out there on the battlefield.